<laughs> you should be a nudist. I, I think I'd make a good nudist. That'd be so Except I get boners, and I feel like, I don't know, if you get a boner, they're probably totally cool with that. They're like, it's just the body, man. Yeah. But like, if I'm checking out bad titties and getting boners, I don't know how that oh looks. Oh my god. Tuesday Podcast, episode 26, with your hosts, Tyler Dryblatt, Sam Ginsberg, and special guest, Mac Morris! Here is Tyler Dryblatt! Alright, hello and welcome to another episode of the Bruiseday Tuesday Podcast. Our special guest this week is my roommate, Mac Morris. Mac, thanks for joining the show as a little guest host here. No problem. Happy to be here. Yeah. So last week, Sam, you had a friend over, and now I have a friend over. Is this just us proving to others that we have friends? Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, it's us proving to our sole listener, Lauren, that we have friends. You know it, Lauren. You're also making me feel cool by putting me on an awesome internet podcast thing. Yeah, actually, we are. I have a feeling that the Tuesday Tuesday podcast is about to really take off because da 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 we're on iTunes now, and also we have our own domain. What's what's that again, Sam? Bruisetoos.com. Bruisetoos.com. Pretty easy. So go there instead of other sites that we're on, like Tumblr. Don't go there anymore. Well, I, and, thought, uh, I thought we could maintain that until we get a redirect or something. Well, I mean, it'll still be there, yeah. but okay. more hits on the Bruisetoos.com. Yeah, Bruisetoos.com. Uh, shout, shout out to my boy, Theo May, for helping me out with all that shit. Way to go, Theo. With you. And uh, how do how do the lovely folks find our podcast on the on the iTunes? I I imagine they would search Bruce Day Tuesday. Okay, so don't, we don't know. I don't have iTunes. Oh, oh, you don't have <coughs> iTunes. Okay, well, intrepid listeners, I'm sure will figure it out. Mac will look it up later. But yeah, so it's cool. It's good because now you can probably easily, more easily, download us to us. You can subscribe, I guess. Yeah. I listen to a lot of podcasts, uh, and they always say, "Hey, rate and subscribe. It helps with our visibility." Oh God! Don't please don't rate us, though. Uh, well, Do it. Lauren, please rate us a five. <laughs> so, uh, what do you got this week, there, Samuel? Uh, oh, you mean my beer? Your beer. Uh, okay. Well, I got this really. Uh, it's pretty indie beer. You probably never heard of it. Uh, it's Mobcrafts. Chocolate Banana Stout out of Madison, and it's a really tiny batch brewery from what I understand. And uh, chocolate and banana is one of my favorite flavor combos of all time, so I'm looking forward to this. Nice. That does sound good, because we had that banana bread beer, and that was delightful. Oh, the Wells, Wells Banana Beer? Yes. Yeah, that's good stuff. So, today I have, uh, I've decided... Since Rainer isn't here, I'm going to do a little food pairing of my own. And uh, I've decided to just destroy my mouth with the beer and food combination that we have. Mac and I will be drinking a uh, Six Rivers Brewery, which is a pretty local brewery around here. Uh, They're chili peppers, spicy ale. We're splitting a bomber. 
and I'm pairing that with some delicious red hot beef of microwavable burritos. <laughs> so we all know how I do with the spices, which is not well. I don't think so they know how you do. That. I have no reason to believe they know how you do with spices. I'm not. I'm a little bitch mouth. I think is the best way to put it. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see how. I'm okay with spicy foods. Uh, the thought of a spicy wheat beer doesn't appeal to me in the slightest. Hooray! Um, whatever, impromptu guest thing. And I'll be pairing it with the inside of my mouth. Pretty standard. Okay. Yeah. I actually took the uh, fancy dancy step of pouring my beer into a glass this time. And I gotta say, the first thing I noticed, no head. Zero head at all. A little bit of lace at the top. That's about it. So, let's see. It smells like chilies. Me think that. Yeah. Pretty much straight up just smells like chilies. Oh my god. Oh, oh, oh dear. This is such such an unfortunate time for me. Too spicy for you? It's like, like remember when we made a chili beer? Yes, I do. Mac and, probably doesn't remember that though. And it, it was like, it was pretty spicy, right? Yeah. But, but it crept up on you. It started out slow, crept up on you like a thief in the night. Six Rivers Chili Spice Ale is not sneaky. It's all chilies all the time. Oh, right out of the I gate? I don't taste beer. It's like I'm drinking chili puree. More like a mugger in broad daylight. Yeah. <laughs> what's uh, what's the ABV on that, if you don't mind it my asking? It is 6%. So it's it's not incredibly high. It's higher than average, probably. But it's just it doesn't even matter. It could be whatever percent. It just tastes like chilies. And my and my I, the reason I ask is, is I feel like chili beers. I've never had one that was above six, but it seems like the perfect beer to really go hard because I don't think you would pick up the alcohol. Yeah, I don't think you would either. But maybe it would just be too damn much. This is this is a lot going on. This is an unfortunate decision. <laughs> Does this taste like someone just threw a, a shit ton of chili powder in, into a wheat beer? It's pretty terrible. All I can taste is like chili spice and spiciness. Well, slow down with your rating there, Mac. It's like he doesn't <laughs> even know the format of All the right. show. Immediate bad impression. Yeah, the first impression <coughs> is this is going to be difficult. Oh, Mac, I might not have mentioned this to you. You have to finish the whole beer. And I know that. Oh, okay. That's why it's an unfortunate decision. Yeah. So we're going to have to deal with that. Sam, how do you like your beverage? Uh, my first impression is not, I'm not too impressed. I'm not getting any chocolate or any banana, which is not good. Uh, and even as a stout, it's a little bit light. It's uh, light in the mouthfeel, it's light in the malts. It's really just, it's kind of like what I imagined it would be, but then watered down a lot. No good. We'll see. Maybe uh, maybe all the chocolate's sitting at the bottom. I didn't shake it up. Maybe it's yeah. a, a Nesquik situation. Exactly. That's how most beers usually work. You really have to agitate them for yeah. the best flavor. Nat. <coughs> Not true. God damn it. Borat, still? Get over it. Keep it alive. Keep it alive. <laughs> That's unfortunate that it makes me feel a little bit better. Because I, I was thinking here that you'd be like, oh, I have this delicious chocolate banana beer. Well, we have this 
chewy shit. Chocolate and banana would certainly soothe my flaming mouth. Well, so would this water. Yeah. Boy, so we asked the viewers for help with their situation last week. No, we're going right into this. I, well, see, I want to, but I also don't want to. There's nowhere for us to go. You know, we, we asked the people, and the people, honestly, they didn't respond. Well, one person responded, and his advice was terrible. But I guess we should, <laughs> we should give some background here. Uh, so basically, I was asking everybody if, uh, if I've been on two dates with a girl, if, and I don't want to go on a third date with her, do I have to tell her, hey, we're not going to be doing this anymore? Or can I just let it fade away? And uh, let me let me bring up uh, Superfan Lauren replied to to abstain from contact for three weeks, at least three weeks, then call her to tell her I won't be calling her again. So let it let her first like think, oh, is this guy gonna call me? Then accept the fact that I'm not gonna call her. Let her heal. And then open the wound back up and well, and, and then, and then you calling and she's like, Oh hey, why is he calling? Oh, to tell me he's never gonna call again. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, Lauren's not a man that I would ever go to for love advice. Uh because he is a clown. But uh, this was this was like so bad I couldn't believe it. I'm not a man that I would go to for relationship advice either, but but goddamn, Lauren. Like that's the worst I can think of. Like other yeah. than other than other than like send her a dick pic and then maybe she won't bother you. Like that's probably worse advice. But Yeah, Lauren, way to try to contribute to our podcast. This is what happens. Thanks for the help, asshole. Exactly. <laughs> but but well, what uh, what ended up happening? Oh. Oh, uh, it's been solved. Yeah. Well, uh I was just going to wait to get good advice, but then that didn't happen. Uh, mm. And then she contacted me, and I kind of, kind of let her down easy, I guess. Good. Which like, I don't like doing that over text messaging. But come on, it was only two dates. I can get away with that. <laughs> I I I really like to do breakups in person because I feel like it's much more respectful. But I also don't really feel like we were breaking up that much. No, we weren't. We weren't. Yeah. Uh, but. But it, I, th I think she took it pretty well, and I think she may have been able to tell it was coming already. So, word. So that that that's the end of that saga. So now you have to get more coffee and bagels. Oh really? I might just be wanting a bagel with my coffee. Yeah. Well. So, as it turns out, my my bagel that I that I did on air last week was the beginning of a trend. Of all of them being from Illinois, <laughs> I since since signing up for Coffee Meets Bagel, the the top of the line dating website, I've received uh, more suggested matches from Illinois than from Madison, Wisconsin, than from well, any of Wisconsin. How close are you to Illinois? What? How close are you to Illinois? How far away is the border? Uh, the border, I don't know, but I've I've actually Google Maps all of the because they tell you the city too. And yeah, which one was the closest? There are uh, two hours was the closest, and actually I've also been checking their proximity to Rainer. Oh yeah, because you can like, you can pass a bagel is the terminology really? they use, which I think is really terrible because it just immediately makes me think of pooping out a bagel you ate. Uh, 
but but none of them are close to him either. So I don't I don't know. I actually uh, I emailed them. They have a suggested feedback link, and I was like, hey, if you're just gonna all be from Illinois, don't bother. And they're like, hey, sorry, we'll work on that. And so far, still Illinois. So it looks like looks like coffee meets bagel. Not your website of choice. Well, it's in beta, so maybe I'll give it a chance. But I've tried. Uh, I've tried. I've, I've been back on OkCupid. Been OkCupiding around, right. and uh, had no have, no success there. Have you ever? Have you ever tried Zusk? Zusk. I only ask because when I'm trying to illegally download things, Zusk is often right there with the Russian porn ads. So I'm just curious as to how legitimate it is. Well, okay, so that's not exactly what I would call a glowing recommendation for Zeus. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I, just, I was just curious because I have tried exactly zero dating sites. Right. So. I mean, maybe uh, maybe I'll do a new one every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let you know um, until one of them works, which we'll see about that. Mac, you get the leads. Um, well, how does how does the Mac attack get his I snack? Um, you buy the material. To a very large net. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I, I string it across a street or alleyway. Right. Um, and just see who I catch. Uh, like a spider. Yeah. You're essentially a spider. Yeah, exactly. That's where I got the idea. Spider. I see. Okay. So you're some baby. sort of spider man. That's amazing. man spider. Man spider? Okay. God, my mouth is on fire. I haven't even tried any of the red hot beef wheels. Eat up, champ. Drink this beer. Anything? I don't know which of your two failures to bring up first. I know, I know. You're supposed to write a novel, Tyler. Yeah, you are. R E A D A B O O K. Uh, nope. The idea was I was going to call this place for Africa tomorrow because, like, my business hours don't match up with their business hours, but it would on Monday. Shit, now i got to wake up even earlier to call these fools. And you don't get a lunch break? I get a lunch break, but it's half an hour, and, uh, like, how much business can I do on my half an hour? You know what I mean? You can make one phone call, which it seems like is your game plan. Man, I can't do one phone call on a half an hour. It's crazy. It takes me 15 minutes to dial the phone. I'm terrified of getting the wrong number. Get a get a special helper to help you out. <laughs> get a special helper. I don't I don't want to do it on my lunch break. That's terrible. It really just it seems like you're making excuses not to do this. Well, at some point, just say I don't want to do this, so I'm not going to do this. Well, see, it's really that I I want to drag things out for you and give you hope every week that I'm going to have something to talk about. Is it that you want to give me hope, or that you want to dash my hopes every week? Well. First I give you hope and then I dash it. It's like a, a slam dunk alley-oop. Is that what they call it? Alley-oop? Is that the word? Man, just don't bother with sports metaphors. They're not your thing. <laughs> okay. Mac doesn't know sports either. Do you, Mac? What's a sport? Do you... What... How do you... What is it? Can you eat it? You can't eat it. Oof. Yeah, no, the African thing, I'm... I really am committed to doing that. It is just such a bitch to get in contact with them. I mean, I guess I could put more effort into it. <laughs> I mean, if you're but just I, calling for information, ask Becca to do it for you. 
Look. It's okay. I'll just keep offering reasonable solutions, and you keep turning them down because you actually I'm, uh, don't want to do this. I'm a burrito, big face. I'm trying to <laughs> quash the spicy chili. I could get her to refine. Maybe I'll do that. She doesn't do shit anyway. Hey, Becca. She's not in the room. Yeah, I know. We're recording this. Oh, yeah. That's the point. Look at that. Oh, man. Woo. I'm sweating. Ah! Oh, my nose! It's so hot. Oh, oh. oh, my time. Oh. Anyway, so. Man, I really like you guys suffering. This is great. It's so warm, dude. Oh, ah. oh. It's a really. There's nothing else in this beer but red hot chili. It's just. See, now I really want to try this because I'm curious. Well, Tyler has a has a baby bitch mouth. Do you, Mac, or do you enjoy spicy foods? Uh, I generally like spicy foods, but I also like there to be a little bit of flavor. On top of the spice. In addition to the spice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and there, I mean, there are – there is flavor coming through, but it's pretty much just chili flavor. Right. You know? And, uh, damn, I don't know. It's tough. These burritos are not making things any easier. Because I eat a burrito, I'm like, oh, it's so spice. And then yeah, I drink the beer, oh, even more spice. Maybe you should have, like, a, a jug of milk with you or something. I feel like then I would just throw up everywhere. Are you supposed to pair spicy foods with spicy foods? No, no. Were you even doing that right to begin with? No, no, I'm just No, you're supposed, to, you're supposed to pair spicy foods with hoppy beers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm pretty much just doing this for Sam's amusement because I knew he would be so angry, angry with me. <laughs> That's pretty much what's going to be the case. Is you're always going to be like, ah, oh, spicy, ah, oh, spicy, ah, oh, spicy. But I was so right. Before, I was so right. Oh, so let's talk about another ridiculous thing. What did you have in mind? The crowler is what I had in mind. Uh, Oscar Blues. I think we've talked about Oscar Blues a couple times. Usually we're talking about canning. Oscar Blues loves canning their beers, which is cool. I don't th- I don't I think th- I've ever seen a, a bottle. I don't know that they have bottles. Yeah, actually, maybe, maybe they don't. I don't know. I'm not sure I have either. But uh, I think they may have gone too far this time. They've introduced the Crowler, which I'm sure you can figure out is a, a can growler. Well, hold on. Slow down. Why don't you just pick the handy little quiz? What is a crowler? Is it A, a super big can, B, a super big deuce? I don't know the context there. Or C, a new type of growler, or D, all of the above? I guess I can't ask you that because you also have this article open. So that's just for the fans. (laughs) But uh, if you picked D, you're right. You're damn right. When it's deuce, does that mean – are they talking about poopy? Yeah, they're talking about a poopy. <laughs> but when Deuce has a hyperlink in it, just links to Oscar Blues. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they have, Deuce is a it's a t- one of their beers. Okay, good. Uh, they're talking about fecal matter. I think it's I think it on one level it's a poop reference. Um, but yeah, it's just it's a goddamn thirty-two ounce can, right? Yes. It's it's just a huge can of Oscar Blues, and okay. All right, if you want to do that, I guess you can instead of getting a lot of beer um, in individual cans. I don't know. I don't know what the idea is. But what makes it even worse is it 
it's it's a one time thing. Like it's recyclable, but obviously you don't you can't reseal it. It's a fucking can. So, uh, so why? Wait, maybe. So, oh, never mind. They do have re- resealable cans now. They're gross, but that is a thing. Yeah. But that is not what this is. No. I'm not. I don't so, remember Her Majesty's uh, measurement system that well, but isn't 32 ounces a quart? That sounds right. One fourth of a gallon of yeah. beer. Okay. Just yeah. so, just so I'm sure. That you have to. That you have. Have to all ingest immediately because you can't seal it back up. <laughs> it's like, I guess this would only be for like a goofy novelty party. Like, oh, ho, ho, look at this big ass can I bought. See, I'm wondering if there's something. I'm wondering if there's something we're not seeing here uh, involving the resealability, because it says it's a new type of growler, and growlers are meant to be resealed and reused. Yes. By a new type of growler, is it a type of growler that doesn't work? That's what I'm hearing. So I, yeah, because it says it says the crowler is a one-use recyclable 32-ounce can okay. that is filled and seamed at the bar. Wait, they fill it at the bar? Yeah. This is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I know it's it's so silly. Yeah. Once you open the crowler, drink it up, ensuring the craft beer is consumed in a single serving. What? Well, the beer is in its prime, but. Just like it's from the tap room. It's just so silly. It's so silly. So they, they fill it up, and they pass it to you, and then you crack it, and then you drink it. Apparently, that sounds right. Why don't they just give you two pint glasses full of beer? I don't know. And then clean the pint glasses, and then fill them, and then give them I mean, to you again. I guess you could take it home, but then it wouldn't be fresh and in its prime. This you is fucking stupid. It is fucking stupid. Oscar Blues, get it together. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> really ridiculous. I do like a lot of their stuff, though. Yeah. Actually, I almost got one of their beers today. Um, I think it was called Dastardly Dale. Oh. Well, they have Dale's Pale Ale, and yeah. then they have, which is a pale ale, and they have Deviant Dale, which I think is... Oh, that's the one. Deviant. Devi- it was Deviant Dale. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, it sounded interesting, but then I got then I got this spicy motherfucker. And, and you seem very pleased with your decision. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, whew. It is. It is what it is. You know, it wasn't lying to anybody. Well, before you got, before you got Mac to fill in, uh, you were gonna have to drink all that alone, right? I was. Yeah, that would have been horrible. Yeah, and we were gonna get Jed back on, but uh, he's under the weather, so maybe I next week. Get Jed back on. I, I like having him as our guest. Buddy. I I think that we will. I think that's a that's something that's gonna happen in the near future. Hooray! Yeah. If he doesn't listen to this episode, or if he's going to come on the show with such a raging boner. <laughs> and uh, we really never want him to be sexually satisfied if we can help it. <laughs> Indiana Senate bill would allow microbrew sales at farmer's markets, which I think is really cool. Um, because it's it's kind of hard for like homebrewers, microbrewers to get their stuff out there. Uh, like, when we were in Pennsylvania, it would have been totally illegal for us to give it to anybody. Wait, is this homebrew or microbrew? Uh, did I read it wrong? I don't see anything about homebrewing on here. Uh, hold on. Uh, I guess it does just say microbrews. 
See, that's well, less that's less less interesting. I mean, it is less interesting to me because I guess they're just allowed to sell their shit anyway. It so. is it is kind of frustrating that like some weirdo can grow carrots in their backyard and sell it, but I can't brew beer in my gross kitchen and then sell it. And I'm sure I'm sure the fact that there's alcohol in it is the is the defining factor there. But yeah, I mean, I worked hard on it, and it's my craft, and I want to share it with the world, and uh, I'm not allowed to, and also have money. See, that's that's the way I thought this was just going to be going. Then, then it wasn't going that. It didn't go that way. Now I'm embarrassed. Yeah, Pennsylvania especially is so ridiculous. You have to like sell your own beer to a distributor, and then they distribute it to your tap room, even though you own it. Oh, what? Very silly. Yeah, that. I don't know that they always do that, but that's what you're. That's what you're supposed to do. We have we have so many articles. Let's do another. Man, do people like these? <laughs> hey, hey, listeners. When we talk about articles, is that more or less interesting than usual? Tell us at bruisetuesdaypodcast at gmail dot com or podcast at bruisetues dot com. Oh at, boy! At some point, I'm gonna get a redirect or something, but I'm very, very lazy. Yeah, welcome to my world. Or, I listened to this podcast, and, and I think the articles are interesting. I like that I can read them in accompaniment with the podcast. Okay, I feel Mac. Like part of the discussion, but, but as I am now, the part of the discussion that's just there and most of the Well, Mac, what do you want to talk about next? We got some options here. Um, Mac, what are you doing to improve your personal life? Um, oh, are we giving him a segment? <laughs> Uh, well, I did the same thing to shoot, so. And that was gold. <laughs> oh, actually, speaking about shoot, uh, so I looked up I looked up nasty pig, um, because. Oh, oh, I, you I mean was, the the jockstrap distribution company? The jock, jockstrap distribution company. Yeah, I was pretty sure I knew what I was gonna find, but I wasn't positive, so I, I went to nastypig.com, and now I just get. I just get gay clothing company ads <laughs> on every webpage I go to. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Just everything it was. And, I mean, the clothing looks really comfortable, but I don't know why this shave dude is staring so longingly at me. So is it only gay because of the way it's marketed? Well, well, okay, so they have some stuff, it looks like, that could go either way. You know, just like hoodies, whatever. Got hats. I, I can't think of a hoodie that is inherently gay. Unless yeah, it just says saying. I'm gay on it. <laughs> well, well, it, it, does, it does say nasty pig on it. <laughs> if you don't know the brand, that could mean anything. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Go either way. So they have, like, hoodies and hats and I think a couple shirts or whatever. But then they have, like, man thongs and jocks and underwear, which is, I mean, it's pretty clear who it's marketed for. I, well, I don't even know what makes a man thong gay. Well, I just, nothing about the man thong, I guess. Okay, but like just the marketing go to nastypig.com you'll know what i mean well <laughs> i'm gonna go incognito mode because i yeah that yeah. protects against cookies right probably not probably not it's yeah it's very silly not that i care but it's just like every website now thinks i'm a nasty pig Man, maybe I should go on a, a bunch of pet adoption sites so all my advertisements will just be pictures of puppies that's that's actually not a terrible idea. <laughs> Man, God, I like puppies a lot. But anyway, Mac, don't think you're gonna escape. What are you doing to improve yourself? It's a Mac attack coming from way back. My name's too short, baby. I don't play that jack. Well, Al, Tyler. <laughs>
Yeah, as you know, probably, I'm making a comic, but much like with your novel, I'm not really advancing much on it. Hooray! I've been working on it for two months, and I'm up to page three. Hooray! <laughs> well, do you have a bunch of the story written out, just not drawn, or are you f- just yeah. freeballing it? I have the entire story written out. I feel like that's smart with a comic. I have their in-depth backstory, and I know the setting, and and I know everything that comes after it. I just haven't drawn it yet. Do you have the panels sketched? I feel like you would want to at least plan out your panels. Yeah. They're sketched and planned. Just not not finally drawn? Not at all. Not even close. Well, it seems like you've done the hard part already, although I don't know anything about art, but you already know what you want it to look like. You just have to make it look like that. That's true. And you're right. Uh, I have done... That is absolutely the hard part is coming up with the ideas. Um, the next part is a hard part for me because I'm, I'm a lazy shit. But um, also because basically every other panel I draw, um, I make a mistake and then I have to like lie down for a minute and sob over what a terrible artist I <laughs> It's an artist thing. Trust, it's, I, I'm not, it's not unique to me in any way at all. Well, well that, as a scientist robot, about. I can't identify. As a science robot, yeah. yeah. Sam is not programmed to feel responsible for his mistakes. Well, do you do a lot of lab reports? What? Well, I, or a thing? I, don't, I, don't, I don't know science things. Do you, lab reports, that's a thing. It's, it's more of a computer science thing. But the thing yeah. is, you, I think fixing bugs in software is way easier because you can just... Yeah. Delete yep. the code and write better code if you make a mistake, as opposed to being like, oh, well, this thing's, this whole thing is fucked now. That really is true of art. You know, you make a mistake, the whole thing is not fucked. Um, but, you know, being an artist entails typically having, having crushingly low self-esteem. So just imagine if every uh, mistake you made in code, you had to do the whole flopping down and, and going, God, I'm such a terrible programmer, computer guy. I'm so awful at all of this. Dog. All the other ones so much better. If I had to take two minutes to mourn every mistake I made coding, I would get fired because I would get no work done. <laughs> and now you see why I have gotten so little work done on this comic. Right. Well, <laughs> well, when you we're, we're when you have people, Sam. Well, he's an artist. You're just a fuck up. Aww. Mac, when you have uh, when you have some concrete stuff, I'd love to see it. Well, when I have some concrete stuff, I would love to show it. Cool. I don't know if I don't know if Tyler's told you this, but I'm a I'm a comic book guy. I couldn't have guessed. From the Spider Man poster right behind my head. Oh that ah yeah, yeah I see it now. That'll do it. Oh my Jesus, this is really a struggle for me. Is your is your opinion changing any, Sam, about your beer? I'm about halfway through it and uh no. No no change at all. That's too bad. That's eh, okay. I'm not I wouldn't call it a struggle, so yeah. I'm doing better than you, and I'm doing better than I have some weeks. Yeah. Yeah, this is tough. This is real rough. I say struggle is a fair characterization. It wasn't pleasant. No. Speaking of struggles, smooth, so smooth. There are uh, two craft beer companies that appear to be struggling against each other. Um, so uh, craft beer people generally. Hey, sorry, time out. What the? What, what are we talking about? Competition for craft beer drinkers takes a bitter turn. Oh. Yo, what is this? What is this about? I don't even remember sending this one to you. I'll tell you what it's about, Samuel. So, the craft beer world is kind of like it's not as clearly not as 
interested in like making profits, you know, as as you know, other big beer companies. They're not really interested in cornering the market. It's a more of a, of more of a, a hipster streak involved. Yeah, absolutely. Like doing your own thing, like just making a little bit. Like a lot of people share stuff, uh, share recipes, and, and, and they they root they root for the success of their competitors in certain circumstances. Right, just because right. like they, everybody would rather have another craft beer take market share over Bud Light or something. Absolutely. And yet, there is an ugly side coming out. Uh, apparently, Tony McGee, owner of California's Lagunitas Brewing Company, which uh, is really prevalent out here, and I think I had some Lagunitas uh, 13 on the show, uh, he, he went to Twitter to complain, as so many people do on Twitter. And uh, he says that Samuel Adams, the, I guess, technically craft brewing company. Uh, I, I'll debate you on that, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever. Sam Adams um, is is encroaching on his Lagunitas territory, is what the man says. And uh, <laughs> he's really firing shots at, at old Samuel Adams here, which is... Uh, I think, I don't know. Honestly, I think it's a little bitchy of this guy. I was all ready to be mad at Sam Adams because they're, like, you had to redefine microbrew in order to include Sam Adams, which really makes me feel like they shouldn't be a microbrew anymore, and also a lot of their stuff sucks. If you have enough power to change laws, you're not yeah. a microbrew. Yeah. So, like, a lot of, and also a lot of their stuff isn't very good. But, like, Lagunitas, if you're worried about competition, just skate better, right? Like, just, just, shouldn't you be confident that your beer is better? You know? What is, what does, is there any specificity to these complaints? I have not read this article. So the Lagunitas guy is like, oh man, so they're releasing this Rebel IPA, a West Coast style beer, and Lagunitas is known for like a West Coast IPA. Well, it's because Lagunitas is located on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. It's like, could you imagine if somebody was like, what, your company made a red ale, but we make red ales, you know? I mean, it's like, a little more specific than that, but your point is valid. Yeah. And your point is that their point is invalid. Yeah, it, it seems a little a little silly to me. Just, I don't know. I don't know. That's my take on it. And I was so ready to be mad at single Adams. Yeah, I'm totally with you because I I don't have a – we don't have enough time on this show for me to say all of my negative thoughts on Sam Adams. Uh, And I also have a lot of good feelings towards Lagunitas. But based solely on what you've told me, because as I say, I did not read this article and I will not, uh, it seems like he's kind of being a dick. Yeah. You know, it would be different if – if Sam Adams like stole their recipe or something like that, yeah. But I don't know if you're just making a style and marketing it in the same areas. That's see, Lagunitas is Lagunitas is going about this completely wrong, and and also they've there was a correct response as a master tactician. I know what it was, and it's too late. The what they should have done is released a Boston style lager. Yeah, that would have been great. Because then, what the fuck is Sam Adams going to say? You know? Yeah. And that would have been so fucking perfect. And it's too late. It is too late. That would have been a good move. Yeah. Instead, they tweeted 
God damn it, Twitter. Hey, Lagunitas, uh, my services can be bought, so hit me up. Uh, Sam at bruisetoos.com. That uh, webmail does exist now. Wow, that was actually a really good plug, Sam. Thank you. I was impressed. There's also Tyler at bruisetoos.com, Jed at bruisetoos.com, and Rainer at bruisetoos.com. What? I'm not getting it. What? No, I, I already made the email. I know, but nobody is going to send me anything. <laughs> well, you never know, bud. I never know, bud. Speaking uh, of our website, uh, I showed it to I showed it to Jed while it was under construction, like pretty much right after we took the URL, when it was just a placeholder. It was just a, a dick butt gif. And <laughs> so for, for a point in time that was about three hours long, that's all that the website was. Well, that's good. And and that gif is still there. Uh, is it? Yeah, it's it's not it's not as prevalent, but it's <laughs> it's you can still get to it. Uh, just because, you know, wanted to honor our roots from yeah. a week ago when we didn't have a website. <laughs> <laughs> that's how traditions are born. <laughs> so, what would you think if I took up squirrel hunting? Okay. Well, if you I... took up squirrel hunting, I would say, don't you have better things to do with your time, like? Figure out how to go to Africa and write a book. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Did anybody, did either of you ever have like a rocket, like a, a wrist rocket slingshot? Yes. No. Do you think it could obliterate a squirrel? Yes. Okay. What kind of ammunition is in play? Severely injured. It's just, it's just like little ball bearings. Okay. I wouldn't want to severely injure it. I don't want to end it. Be humane. You'd have to pay, give it a couple of good shots. A couple well, of good right shots. No, you give it you give it one shot to center mass, and then I don't know, stomp on it until it dies. Uh-huh. Yeah. Jesus, come on, Sam. I you give me you something. give me a better solution. Well, if probably, you can get a headshot with a slingshot. How yeah. fucking good are you with a slingshot? Because if yeah, I aim, I'm, if I aim for that. center mass, I'd be two feet off. I don't know how to use one of those things. I never yeah. had a childhood. I also, yeah. I never used a slingshot as a wee lad. I also couldn't watch most television channels. So, But why do you want to kill squirrels? I think maybe we should talk about that and not just dance over that. Well, it's not really that I want to kill squirrels. I, I've been feeling lately that, as many of you know, I God, I love meat. I love meat so yeah. much. I just want to eat meat all the time. Oh, no. And I feel like if I, if I love meat that much, I should be in the process of getting the meat. And so I feel like I should be interested in hunting and might move into hunting. But I don't want to start off shooting deer. Kill something small. See how that feels. See if we want to move on from there. See if it gives you a boner and then do it some more yeah, if it does. exactly. Right, yeah. Man, I don't, get hun- I don't get hunting. I mean, I guess, I don't know, some people just grow up with it. But if I was in the woods with some motherfuckers and they gave me a gun and they were like, shoot that deer. I'd be like, no, dog, what'd that deer ever do to me? And I mean, I'm not even close to being a vegetarian. And, yeah. But I still, I couldn't kill a cow. I could eat yeah. a cow, well, but I couldn't kill I a wanna, cow. That's why I want to kill the squirrel before I kill the deer. You know. So why don't you start with a spider? Oh wait, you'd be too scared. Yeah. I killed hundreds of spiders, dude. Hundreds of spiders. This slingshot, you can stay a good distance away. Well, I don't want to put holes through the wall trying to kill spiders. No. I just want them to leave me alone. God damn it. Oh, man. Uh, while we're on the topic of uh, killing mammals, you guys 
Did I ever tell you the story of uh, uh, the time I killed that bat? No, I don't think so. Really? I'm surprised you haven't heard this one. Okay, so so me and Rainer and uh, Reed, who we've discussed on the show, and also Chance and Molly and sort of Alyssa. There were a lot of people in this house together. And uh, this, was, this was the summer after we graduated. I stayed in the college town because I wasn't ready to be a grown-up yet. And uh, I lived, lived with all these friends, and uh, our living situation was, uh, it was a house, but it was two stories, and we only had this, the, the ground floor, oh, and the basement, but we had no, nothing on the top floor, and I was in my bedroom, I don't know, watching TV on the internet or something, and, uh, masturbating. or masturbating, could have been, actually, it's probably reading the Game of Thrones books, that's what I was all about that summer. And, uh, and I just, yeah, and I, I heard this screaming and at first I was like, what is, what is that? Who's fucking around? And then there's more screaming and I was like, holy shit, is our upstairs neighbor getting like murdered or something right now? So I went out into the common space <laughs> so I could speak to my friends about the perceived murder. And it turns out it wasn't coming from upstairs. It was coming from our kitchen uh, where Chance and Molly were standing in a corner holding each other, screaming, uh, because there were a couple of bats flying around in the kitchen. Uh, as it turns out, there was a hole somewhere, and they were roosting in the house, and then I guess wow. they got... S- yeah, classic bats. And they just ended up in the house. And so uh, Rainer and I were the only two who were there and also courageous enough to make battle with the bats. So uh, we, had, we had a two-man approach, and we kind of traded off on jobs, but uh, for the most part, he had a pillow, and I had a broom. And yeah. I don't know if you know this about bats, but they're not very good at taking off from the ground. They like to, you know, they like to hang upside down, but that's because they like to take off from hanging upside down. Yeah, they'll sleep like that. They don't like being on the ground and taking off. They're not good at that. So, basically, we would wait for a swoop, and at, with literally every swoop, there's a shriek from both Molly and Chance. It, it doesn't have to be a swoop at them. Every time it swoops, which is every six to ten seconds. Uh, and so I'm, I'm swinging at it with the uh, broom, trying to, you know, a downward swing, trying to put it on the ground, which I eventually did successfully. And then uh, Raider kind of pounced on top of it with a pillow. Which, I mean, not like to suffocate it or anything, but just to keep it in place. Because it'll stay there for a second, but we didn't want to see what would happen if, like, I don't know if bats can scamper, but... Vampire bats can run on the oh, ground. Okay, Actually, I don't... They're like the only bats that can do it. I don't think these were vampire bats, but we... Probably not. I don't know much about bats, and I knew less then, and I didn't want to learn. So, uh... So we... He pounced on it, and then... So the first one, we, like shoved into a Tupperware, and then tossed out the window. And then the second one, uh, we had one of those, you know those huge-ass uh, tubs that, uh, like, cheesy poofs come in? Yeah. Uh, we had an empty one of those, and so I had it upside down, and he, so we took the pillow away, and I, like, was going to catch it, and the rim oh. went right on its neck, and I, I killed the shit out of that bat. And it was an accident, and everyone kind of was like, oh, man, it's okay, it was an accident, you know, you didn't mean to do it, which is true. But at the same time, before I saw that uh, 
the the empty thing of cheesy poofs, I was eyeing the frying pan. Like, <laughs> I had no qualms. I would have murdered the shit out of that bat on purpose if I had to. I kind of like bats, actually, but not in my home. And not when they're causing half of my roommates to scream. Uh, yeah. But that's the story about the time I killed a bat. Oh, and also one of them, uh, Rainer wasn't sure, but he thought might have bit him in his sleep. And you you know how rabies works. Like, by the time you're diagnosed with rabies, you're, you're yeah, you're the walking dead at that point. So he didn't know, but just to be safe, he got, like, a thousand injections of <laughs> rabies vaccine or whatever, just in case. I tried to get a rabies vaccine before I went to Thailand, and they told me I wasn't important enough to get one. You should have told them that there was a bat in your room. Apparently, yeah, apparently there is not a lot of rabies vaccine. And they were like, are you sure you really want one? I don't know, maybe maybe vaccine's the wrong word. Maybe it, it's, uh... Cure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know biology or s- science stuff. There was a bird in the store one time. And, uh, yeah, we took a two-man approach to it. My coworker James had a shirt. And I went, booga, booga, booga. And threw my hands around. <laughs> <laughs> and scared the bird at James, who then captured it with the shirt. He sounds like he had the way harder job, I gotta be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, he's also uh, probably more confident. Mac, what's the largest flying animal you've ever captured? Mm, flying animal? Yeah. God dang, I don't know. One time, one of my cats caught a bird, uh, like a pigeon. You know that wasn't you, right? That was a cat? <laughs> no, I had to help restrain the bird afterwards so we could rescue it from my cat. Sort of counts. Sort my of. cat caught it, you know, and then I held it afterwards. I'll give you a sort of counts. <laughs> like a two-point conversion. See, sports. No, nothing like a two-point conversion. He you... plays sports, though. <laughs> he caught it like it was a sports ball. <laughs> I know it's nothing like a two-point conversion. I played fantasy football that one time, remember? Oh, yeah. That was really silly. Oh, boy. So no real giant flying critters. No, I'm not really good with the catching flying critters. Um, Don't got the ops really. We do have four more articles we've considered discussing. I don't know that we want to do all of them, but we've already done so many articles. Well, we could do the one non-beer article if we want to do a change of pace. I guess. I guess. Yeah. So that. Okay. So Sam, you're you're back on the market i guess ladies ladies we have uh this well we don't really sam picked it i don't want to put my name on this i find all the articles you're fine putting your name on all the all the articles (laughs) motherfucker anyway (laughs) it's uh 10 old-fashioned dating habits we should make cool again i haven't read this one actually but i also like i don't know some of these i can get so behind and some of these i don't i don't get yeah, like number ten, not assuming sex is to be had at any point in time. Excuse me. Well, that's not Second what it. Eight. What? Oh, god damn it. <laughs> I mean, well, there is that uh, stereotypical rule that the third date is the sex date. That has not been my experience. No. Well, historically, I've either had sex with a girl and subsequently started dating her. Right. Or had sex on like the eighth date. Right. Those are kind of the two buckets that my women experiences can fall in, which is fine, honestly. 
I think three dates, like... That does seem a little fast. You don't, you don't even know someone that well. And I guess if there's enough chemistry, it's fine. Like, really, you should just feel it out, I guess. But three three seems quick to me. Well, so what what other ones can you get behind? Okay. Well, you are the one who brought this up. Okay, well, I guess this is going to be just an ad for me being a gentleman. Is that what this bit is? <laughs> I mean, the first one is uh, coming to the door to pick someone up. Yeah. Which really just, as opposed to, like, texting them that you're there or calling them that you're there. And, I mean, sometimes that makes sense and sometimes it doesn't. For instance, in Madison, Wisconsin, it is cold as balls six out of 12 months. So, if I have to, like, park my car, which has gotten warm, if I had to turn off my automobile, get out of my car, and stand outside for 15 minutes while she finishes putting on her makeup, and then get back in the car, which is now cold... That's that sucks. I mean, it sucks for her too because she could have been in a warm car. And now she's in a cold car. Uh, but in theory, I like the idea of it. I think See, it de- it depends on uh, uh, punctual women. I can't identify with any of this because I also don't have a car. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's a it, or a cab. It does say a cab. I don't. I don't think people pick up dates in cabs though. Maybe in NYC. Maybe that is not where I'm living. No. Uh, try well, to try to dress really nicely for a date is on here, and again it goes back to the cold issue. And I don't own a winter coat, so I really just wear the requisite number of hoodies layered on top of one another. And hoodies never look good. Mm-hmm. So, but that's what you're gonna get if you, if I go on a date with you anywhere from October to early April, you're getting hoodies, and you're just gonna have to deal with that. You know, Nasty Pig had some nice hoodies on sale. Did they Did they all say Nasty Pig on them? Not all of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then maybe I'll look into it. Because I, I think... <laughs> I know, I think a classy hoodie would be good for me. I think a hoodie is a good look for me, but I wouldn't mind a better looking hoodie. Word. Okay, so number three I think is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bringing flowers or other tokens of affection on the first date. And now, this is where I really wish we had female listeners... And female listeners, if you do exist, uh, please get back to us at either of our emails. Uh, I feel like if I had never met a girl, like, you know, I'm on Coffee Meets Bagel and say they finally gave me someone from Madison, Wisconsin. And she seems cool and we talk for a while and then I ask her out and then... I, like, show up at her apartment to pick her up and have flowers. That seems creepy to me. It does seem a little awkward. Maybe maybe I'm totally off because I have a robot brain. But I would really love to hear from women on this. Actually, the, I found this on Facebook, of all places. A female posted this, and it said... I mean, the, the article <laughs> is titled, 10 Old-Fashioned Dating Habits We Should Make Cool Again. And she said, these should all be givens. Huh. So, like, not even just, wouldn't it be cool if, it's like, no, these are necessities. Would, really? Flowers on a first date? Maybe she meant some of these, not all of these, but... I can see, I can see flowers. I couldn't... I can see flowers in certain situations, because otherwise you got to walk around with a damn bouquet the whole night. That doesn't... Nobody wants that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Wait. Hold on, what? Like, I can see flowers sometimes, on certain occasions. Like, if you're going to her apartment to pick her up? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But, like, I would never bring, like, a teddy bear or chocolates or anything like that. That's so weird. How about, like, a like a, a collage of dick pics? Right, yeah. Yeah. 
made out of chocolate. <laughs> How do you have a photograph made out of chocolate? What technology do you have that I don't have? <laughs> I have my 3D chocolate dick pic printer. I got it in Sky Mall. That sounds about right. Yeah. So number four is uh, going dancing that's not grinding in a grimy club. Uh, I think, well, yeah, that sounds good. Everybody can get behind that. Well, I don't know about everybody. I can. I mean, you know I took Ballroom 1 and then Ballroom yeah. 3 because I was too good to take Ballroom 2. Also, they weren't really offering it and needed more males to fill out Ballroom 3. More extremely talented males. Yeah, okay. Hey, I had a solo in the recital, jerk. Damn. Yo, I threw that girl straight up in the air. <laughs> I caught her on my back. It was actually cool. Shut up. You yeah, shut up. Dancing nerd. It helps that she weighs like 85 pounds. Uh, but yeah, no, I think dancing... I don't know what kind of dancing they're talking about here. Like, they're not talking about grinding, because they specify that. But... Right. Are they're they... Are, about slow dancing. Uh, okay. What are they talking about, then? Wait, are they? I think they are. I don't know. I think I think the author is just telling you that you should go and dance shittily with somebody, because it would be funny. That doesn't seem like good advice. <laughs> but it is better than going to a grimy club floor. I mean, I'd rather... I'd rather... Uh, drop some waltz knowledge, but if she doesn't know any waltz, then it's just going to be me shoving her, which is not really a good precedent to start <laughs> relationship. No, Matt, no, no, Samuel, you just have to be a strong lead, remember? Yo, a strong lead at its core is shoving. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it does say right here, what's a better way to literally shake off nerves than seeing them bust a really dorky move on the dance floor? Uh, okay. I don't know. Is that a, is that a thing? Like, like I've heard of dinner and dancing as a date combo, but like, okay, I just ate. I don't know. I just went to went to Chili's. No, I would never take a date to Chili's. I'm not Greg Roach. <laughs> Roach took his current girlfriends to, to to Chili's for their first date, and she's a vegetarian, and that whole situation is hilarious to me. But, <laughs> but I mean, I wouldn't. I feel like if I took a girl to a, a reasonably classy place for a first date and we ate some food i wouldn't want to go anywhere to move vigorously well i don't know they might be talking about really old-timey shit because like what the fucking charleston no i'm not talking about dance moves i mean like it's like that scene in pulp fiction where they go to that diner that also has dance oh yeah that was cool that's a good scene yeah that's what i'm talking about I don't think I can't think of any places in real life that do that. I'm sure there are some places, just not a ton, because it's 2000s and all the fancy kids like shooting up amphetamines and grinding on club floors. Yeah, they would. They would just instead of like burgers and the twist, it would be. It uh, would just just be uh, clove cigarettes and sadness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funnier yeah. than what I was gonna say. So let's go with that. Okay. Uh, so number five, straightforward asking someone out and not calling it hanging out. Uh, that I am totally down with. Because I feel like I feel like if you ask someone that you want to go on a date with if they want to hang out, then that's just ambiguity for ambiguity's sake. And like the only the only positive thing that can come out of that is if you're trying to save face. If she says no, it feels better for her to say no to hanging out than going on a date. But 
at the same time, you know if she doesn't want to hang out with you, she doesn't want to go on a date with you either. So exactly. what does that really do for you? I'm not a courageous man. <laughs> but I can I can ask a girl on an actual date. Over the internet. Over many media, sir. <laughs> but lately the internet's been my main thing. But that's not my fault. Sort of. You're so busy. I just, uh, just, I don't know how to meet girls. That's really my issue. I don't know how to meet girls that isn't in math class, and I don't have math class anymore. <laughs> math class and frisbee practice, and uh, I already dated one girl from my frisbee team, and uh, I don't want to get a reputation like I did in college. So, uh, okay, so number six is uh, being clear on when you're going steady, and I mean the term "going steady" I don't like at all, but but the the idea there is good, I think. Defining the relationship gets a lot of bad press. But I think that it's a really reasonable thing to do. Whatever proof. It's knowledge that I would have that I wouldn't have had previously, which I can't think of a way that that's a bad thing. Oh, look at Sam making so much sense. Okay, so number seven is bad. Yeah. I'm not writing, writing a poem. I'm not writing a poem for yeah. anybody. Oh, my God. I mean, I think, I mean... It's romantic gestures like writing poems. So I, I think as as far as I'd be willing to go is saying something really nice, maybe, or something. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. That's not really extra credit, you know. That's just something you should probably do. But really writing poetry? That seems creepy to me, too. Maybe I just don't understand women at all. No, I almost certainly don't understand women at all. <laughs> but that well, doesn't I'm seem sure like a good move. This was written by a man. This was written by a man? I'm pretty sure. Because it says oh, no, by wait. Kate Bailey. It does say Kate Bailey at the top. Right. But but then at the bottom, see I got confused because at the bottom it says, Read Not a Match, My True Tales of Online Dating Disasters by Brian Donovan. Wow, okay. So that's that's super peculiar. Uh, yeah. But I think this is by Kate Bailey. Yeah, that's what I'm getting now. Damn it, Brian Donovan, trying to trick me into buying your book. Yeah, so romantic gestures, that, that's just not going to happen. Does that happen? Does anyone do that? Write poems? Becca writes me letters all the time. Yeah, I've actually had girls who did that too, and it actually was great. So maybe that maybe there's a point here. But, but not a fucking poem. I don't know. Sam the prose man. <laughs> Rhyming isn't hard, but saying something like meaningful or emotional can be. So, uh, number eight, turning off electronics and just being w with one another. I think there's some merit to that, but also it's not always entirely realistic. I mean, usually I'll put it on vibrate and just tech check it if I have to go poopy or something. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good it's a good middle zone. I put my phone on vibrate, but my vibrate is so powerful. It may as well just be a ringer. Okay, the general concept of asking permission for things. So that seems kind of vague to me. And, and also, actually, I have, I have a couple things to say about this one. So, but I think that the general, the general idea is that instead of just... Uh, I, I might as well just read this. I don't want to... This lady just really wants people to be folksy. And, like, she just wants to date grandpas. <laughs> That's what it is. It's like, can I say, oh, when can I see you? Or when can I call you? Instead of just calling somebody. Which I think is kind of silly and old-fashioned. Like... 
everybody in today's society is connected all the time. Like Facebook notifications go to your phone. Phone notifications go to your Facebook. Like I can just text you if I want. Goddamn it. I feel like there's uh, this constant uh, sinusoidal wave that's going on. Uh, is that too mathy, Tyler? Should I break that down for you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a it's like a curve that goes like this. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, for, for, for our listeners, I was waggling my hand up and down. Uh, I feel like when I was, I want to say 12... Everything that TV told me was, girls just want a sensitive guy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm a little bitch. This will work out well for me. And it did. I had mad game in eighth grade. Uh, and then and then I feel like what happened is women were like, man, these uh, sensitive guys are like kind of boring. I just want a man's man. And then like kind of... Where we're at right now is towards the man's man, maybe coming down a little bit from man's man. I think it might have peaked, and we're on our way back down to sensitive. But it's gotta, it's gotta keep dipping towards sensitive, or else I'm, I'm not gonna get any play. <laughs> I, I, I feel like sometimes, in not sometimes as in like in unique situations, but sometimes as in over the course of linear time, sometimes it's good to say things like, "When can I call you?" because then you seem sweet. But sometimes it's bad to say when can I call you because then it makes you seem like a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't make these rules. I just observe them and I'm probably inaccurate. Um, so number 10, not assuming sex is to be had at any point in time. Obviously. We don't even have to mention that one. Yeah. Sex isn't something that you just get because you were there. That's not how that works. That assumption is gross. Words. So we don't really need to say anything more about that. Yep. Uh... We should say things about these delicious beverages we've imbibed. Well, these beverages we've imbibed. <laughs> uh, Max, you uh, we didn't give it a one. <laughs> okay, so you you realize that that is the lowest rating you could possibly give a beer. Yeah. So usually we like to give a little bit of padding. So like, if someone pooped in that beer, it'd probably be worse, right? Yeah. So maybe don't oh. give it a okay. You, you know it's your rating. You do what you want. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's that's legit. You know, it, it could be worse certainly, but like, all I could think was drinking this was not like, oh man, I want to keep drinking this beer. It was I really wish I could go pour this out right now. I'm not enjoying it. When when that's how you feel about a beer, like what else can you give it? Yeah. Like I don't know. It just there was nothing to it except spiciness, and I didn't find it pleasant. Maybe someone might enjoy that if they like to just chew on and eat peppers all day. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta say, I, I wouldn't give it a 1. I'm gonna give it, I think I'm gonna give it a 3.5. Um, it was, yeah, it was just all chilies all the time. It didn't smell like anything but chilies. It didn't taste like anything but chilies. It burned. Uh, I don't know. If you... If you really, 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 really love spicy food and you want everything to be spicy all the time, then I guess you could drink this beer. But one note is not really that interesting. Yeah. So, so Snack Mac. Usually we uh, we like to say who we would recommend the beer to, but in your case, it seems like you wouldn't recommend it to anyone. Is that? Well, um, if you really, really like spicy food and peppers a lot. 
you might like this beer. Honestly, I'm not a huge, I, I have to admit my bias, I'm not a huge fan of peppers, although I, I don't mind spicy things. Um, and I also am not a huge fan of wheat beers or beers with really strong, overpowering flavors like that. So it just kind of like, nothing about it appealed to me personally, which is why I gave it such a low score. But uh, I don't know, I don't know what to say about it besides it was it's spicy and peppery though. Yeah. If that sounds appealing to you, try it out. Well, that sounds appealing to me. Try it out. You can try it out, but it it's it's harsh. Don't it's a harsh beer. It's a harsh. You, you guys want a, you guys want to give us the the name of it again? Yeah, that was well. <laughs> I can give you the name, but nobody's gonna find it. Um, it's Six Rivers Brewery Chili Pepper Spicy Ale. Is that real local? It yeah, it is real local. Actually, they have. They do make good beers. They're not a shitty brewery. This one just isn't, is not my thing. Well, it's a shame because I really want to try that, but I guess I'll never get my hands on it. Yeah. Uh, I also I also had a local brew, uh, chocolate banana stout by Mobcraft, and I, I did get some chocolate. Uh, in the second half of it, it was a bomber. So you know, there's a lot to it. Uh, so I got some chocolate, but it wasn't wasn't much. I, I really feel like if you have a flavor in the name of your beer, it should be very prevalent. And I would rather it. I would rather it be overwhelming than uh, than subtle. You know, like you got a chili beer. You try. What? Then it's like at least you try. Right. You really try. And and obviously you probably would have rather your chili flavor been a little bit more subtle, a little lighter. They but, could turn it down a bit. Right, but I would rather them. I would rather be like, "Whoa, this is way too chocolatey," or "Whoa, way too much banana," than be searching for it. If it's right. if it's in the name, I should taste it immediately. And I got no banana, only a little bit of chocolate, and it really was. It didn't really feel to me like a true stout. Uh, that being said, if someone handed it to me with a label uh, "Mobcraft Porter," I'd say this is an all right porter. So I think if this was a porter, I would have given it a six. But right. the fact that they lied to me, I'm going to give it a four. Right. Honesty counts. Yeah. Um, so I would recommend this to anybody who, uh, who's new to dark beers, is looking to try out something that's not going to overpower them and they want something dark because this, this will work well for that. If you're looking for a chocolate banana stout, look elsewhere. That's a, a low wheat all around. Yeah. But that's good. That's, you know, the fun of the Bruce and Tuesday podcast is trying all different sorts of things. So. Speaking of all different sorts of things, what are you drinking next week, Tyler? Oh, I have no idea. This goddamn like bullshit every- again. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. And, uh, I don't know. It's always- yeah, I'm glad I tried this. Um, I think. Well, you know, I would have wondered if yeah. I hadn't. Yeah. Now I know. Now you know. Samuel, what do you got for us? Okay, so this beer's by Capital, which is a Madison brewery that I have very little respect for. Okay. Uh, they have twisty caps. Come on! What self-respecting microbrew has twisty caps? Uh, but the the guy in the store at uh, Steve's Liquor, who yeah. should be our sponsor because... Friend of the show. Friend of the show, mm-hmm. Steve's Liquor. Uh, the guy I was talking to about it said he also does not generally like Capital Beer, but he does like this beer. Okay. Um, and uh, 
I think that it might be kind of similar to your experience because it's called Eternal Flame. It's a well, it's an Imperial Stout, but it's a hot pepper Imperial Stout. So, uh, I am really looking forward to this because I really like hot pepper beers. Uh, and also, it's called Eternal Flame, and that sounds awesome. And actually, we talked about this before. I didn't mean to be a precog, but we were, we were talking about how you could mask uh, booziness with heat. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's an 8.8. So right. it's, not, See, it's not super heavy, but, I mean, easily the highest alcohol pepper beer I've ever seen. Sure. Um, so I'm really excited for it, and uh, I'll be drinking that next week. So if you're in Wisconsin, be on the lookout for it. Drink along. Oh, Sam, you're already bring, always bringing in the most interesting beer. You know, this is this this can be a lesson to you, Tyler. This is my last beer that I had planned out for the show. Uh-huh. So I'm going to do something. You can do this too, actually. Uh, you just like go right to the store, right? You yeah, do this right. tomorrow. And uh-huh. buy, you know, six, eight, maybe just four uh, interesting beers. And then then you can tell the folks in advance what you're going to be drinking. Uh-huh. Well, I think what I'm going to do, actually, is wait until three hours before the show and then go get my beer. That's kind of not what I'm going for. I don't know if you're reading me right. Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it pans out next week. And uh, I just I want to thank Mac. Stepping in. It's very yeah. last, very last minute. We appreciate it. Yeah, it's fun. So uh, yeah, we're looking forward to having more beer and more guest hosts. And I guess we'll see everybody next week. Bye. 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 I wish I lived with roommates with cyborg cancer. It made my life so much more interesting. <laughs>